Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. That news has just broken over the last hour or so that Desi Hasler sacked by the Manly Seagulls. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, sometimes you get a story in Rugby League that becomes the worst kept secret in Rugby League and you know, we get these quite often, the worst kept secrets in Rugby League that everyone seemingly knows about, everyone sees it coming uh, and then it happens and it still is just a fucking shock and I reckon this one is an absolute classic as far as that goes. I mean, this has been spoken about for weeks and weeks on end. And still, when I saw it, those actual words, Des Hasler sacked, uh, it still shook me as much as if I think I had no idea that it was coming whatsoever. It is just unbelievable to fathom how the Manly Seagulls have ended up in this situation after being uh, one of the top four teams just last season off the top of my head. Uh, Just uh, crazy, Uh, especially off a year where... Tom Travojevic was injured. We sort of spoke about this the other day, but when you've got your entire salary cap invested in, you know, three dudes and one of them's the best player in the world on his day and he gets injured halfway through the year when you're traveling along all right and then even though your entire salary cap is built around this one guy, Desi Hasler manages to pull it all together and actually gets them to be relevant despite missing their absolute best player who their entire salary cap and franchise is built around. And then it all gets derailed by this jersey fiasco, which in my opinion was a huge bed shit by the suits upstairs. And they refused to take responsibility for it. I don't understand how that press conference fell on the head of Des Hasler for him to come out and talk for 25 fucking minutes defending their ridiculous decision that lacks so much common sense. It's not even funny. I don't understand how Des Hasler has taken the fall for all this shit and you know what, like, uh, like uh, th- there's rumours that this stems from Desi not letting the owners into the change rooms one game or whatever. Like, I just, do your fucking job upstairs and let the coach coach. This is what I never get with these sporting franchises, how they're always stepping on each other's toes. Everyone wants to have their finger in every single pie. You've hired a coach to coach. Let the motherfucker coach. 
that coach isn't isn't asking for you guys to come down and help put cones out and do team selections. You do your job. Des Hasler isn't coming up to you know try and teach you how to be a CEO. Let him coach. I don't understand how there is so much conflict at the Manly Seagulls. They've arguably got the best player in the world in their fucking squad. Do you know what other clubs would would do? Would like the, the clubs would kill to be in the position that the Manly Seagulls are in, and they are constantly just shitting the bed every few years, making ridiculous fucking decisions. I just and I know this is how Manly functions, and I know they've been successful around these sort of times over the years. But fuck me, how has this possibly happened? I can't. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous to me. And you know what? As I said, worst kept secret in rugby league. I remember I was told, and I just went back and had a look through the dates to find out when it was. On Saturday, the 13th of August, I was told the the Manly Seagulls the next day, they were playing the Gold Coast Titans. The Manly Seagulls, they'd been going like a busted. This was two weeks after the Jersey debacle, yeah? So they lost to the Roosters that night. That was the 28th of July, round 20. The week after that, they lost to Parramatta, uh, 36-20. to 20. That was the 5th of August. And then their next game was the 14th of August, the Sunday afternoon. That Saturday, the 13th of August, I got a text saying, if Manly lose tomorrow... Des Hasler will be sacked. And I just sort of thought there is not a hope in hell that could be possible. Won't say who the text was from because they asked me not to, but it had come from a pretty fucking good source. And I sort of said to a couple of mates sitting at the pub that afternoon, if if they lose tomorrow, Des is going to be gone. And they all looked at me and went, that's so fucking stupid. There is no possible way they would sack Des Hasler. And you know what? I I had the mail and I completely agreed. I said, yeah, I don't buy it either. Of course, they went out the next day. They got beaten 44 to 24 uh, by the... Gold Coast Titans and I sort of waited around for a week or so and then all the all the extra noise started to come. Their games after that, the week after they got beat by the Sharkies 40 to 6. Week after that, beat by the Raiders 48 to 6. And the week after that, they competed against Canterbury. They lost an unlosable game essentially when they were in front by so much and in control of that game. 21 to 20. And, you know, to think I got that text, that was exactly two months ago today. So exactly two months before he got sacked, I got that text saying, has the Will Gee be sacked from the Manly Seagulls if they lose to the Titans? They were red-hot favorites going into that game against the Titans. Shit the bed. And here we are two months later, and he is sacked. And they're bringing in Anthony Seabold, who... You know, respectfully to Seabold, and I'm more than happy to see him prove me wrong, but this is a club in turmoil right now. They are in absolute fucking distray, and they bring the guy in who, I'm sorry, if there's one thing Seabold has shown us that he can't do, it is dig a team out of a hole. In fact, I would argue that he made things worse at the Brisbane Broncos. Once it started to go poorly, he wasn't able to turn it around. He wasn't able to, like, he wasn't even able to get these boys to show up some pride in their jersey. And here they, here they are bringing him into a place, an all-time club legend, a guy that all of the players absolutely love. And they're bringing in a guy who I can guarantee you there's a lot of players in this competition that say a lot of negative things about Anthony Seabold. So I just, I don't understand how the Manly Seagulls have ended up in this situation. I don't understand the logic behind it. I just, I mean, they've done this before to Desi. Then five or six years later, they brought him back in to rebuild the club. And I think he's done a terrific job of that. The Manly Seagulls are relevant again. They've got the world's best player. They've got some incredible young guns coming through that want to play for the Manly Seagulls. You've got arguably the most talented family in rugby league that wants to bleed for the Manly Seagulls. And, you know, the vast majority of their career has been played under Des Hasler, who is a club legend, who is a rugby league legend, who is a premiership winning fucking coach. There's not many of them around. How are Manly fucking this up. You think about all the clubs in this competition that would kill to have a premiership winning coach, even in their system, not even as their head coach, just in their system, just hang about and show us a thing or two. And Manly, 
off the back of shit decisions by the suits upstairs, have decided to let this club champion go, this club legend, who has actually shown on many occasions across a few different time periods that he can be relevant, he can be successful, and he can he can push this team towards a premiership. I, just, I can't... I'm, I, honestly, this frustrates me so much that I'm even struggling just to put the words together to explain how stupid I think this is. Now... I, I, if Seabold proves me wrong and he comes in, he turns his club around, they win a comp in the next two or three years, credit to him. Credit fucking to him. Well done to him. I will happily admit I had it all wrong. And you know what? With a guy like Turbo, if you can just get it 80% to where it needs to be, Turbo can win you a comp. He's got that sort of ability. So it is a really good opportunity for Anthony Seabold. But when you've got this current group, when you've got, you know, the second best halfback in the league, probably like I, I, I'd probably have Jerome Hughes ahead of him. But as far as when you take into consideration what DCE has done, he's won a premiership. He's achieved at state of origin level. He stood up in rep games before. When you've got a halfback like him, even if he's not the second, he's definitely a top five halfback in this comp. They're fucking hard to get your hands on. You got a top three fullback on his day. You've potentially got a top one fullback uh, in this competition. You've got a top five 13 in Jake Trevojevic. I mean, you've got all the pieces. You've got all the pieces to be a successful team. You've got Olakawati, you've got Colas, these sort of guys, it's Saabs, Garricks, all these incredibly talented footballers. And you make a decision like this. Like For, for me, if they're going into next season with um, Desi Hazler as head coach and everyone fully fit, to me, they're a premiership threat. I genuinely think they are. Do I think they're going to win the comp? Probably not, but they're a premiership threat. I'd have 10 teams well and truly below them. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. This is a superstar league. They have got one of, if not the biggest superstars on his day. And we know that just when he's fit, most days are his fucking day. We know that. We've seen him do it in Origin. We've seen him win a Dally M last year in an absolute landslide and just dominate the game more than what anyone else probably ever has over an entire season. And they've decided to move away from the coach, the guy that has shown that he has done it before. He can do it again. He's done it at different clubs. He went to Canterbury. Might not have won a comp there, but he went to two grand finals. I'll tell you what, getting to two grand finals in three years, what an achievement that was with that Canterbury side. Their halves were Trent Hodkinson and Josh Reynolds. Please, fucking please, how many coaches could have taken that halves pairing to a grand final. And you know what? And, th- and that's with all due respect to Hodkinson and Josh Reynolds. I love both of them. Don't get me wrong. Both good footballers. But when you look back at, you know, if they would have won either of those games of football, which they were in both of them until about the 60th minute, I mean, you look back and you probably, if you were to rank the premiership winning halves of all time, uh, Reynolds and Hodkinson, respectfully to them, they'd probably be down the bottom. But Des Hasler, he managed to take that team and he managed to build them differently. He didn't build them around the halves and the hookers. He built them around the forward pack and how they would move the ball around, and having a star fullback as well in Ben Barber. Very similar to this Manly Seagulls side as well, obviously having a star fullback. I just, I can't fathom how the Seagulls have ended up in this position. I just, I think about the people that are making the decisions at the Manly Seagulls, and I honestly just think there are no mirrors up there. No one is taking a good hard look at themselves there and saying, okay, is it really everyone else that's the problem, or have we maybe got an internal problem here? I mean, Our front office has been a shit fight for a very long time, but we've had a lot of success to cover that up throughout time, most of which, thank you to Des Hasler. But anyway, we'll leave that at the door. Very interesting to see what happens with the Manly Seagulls over the next few years, but how on earth they have come to this conclusion that he is the guy that needs to leave. He he is what the problem is, and he is what needs to change. 
is fucking beyond me. I cannot believe it. And hopefully, hopefully we don't see a player exodus at Manly, which I am very, very nervous about. The other thing about Desi Hasler that I think people are potentially underestimating or maybe underappreciating a little bit is that he has a very good history in our game of getting the very best out of Indigenous and Polynesian players. You look at Tony Williams and he was playing his absolute best football who was he coached by? Desi Hasler. I remember talking to Michael Barney, for example, obviously um, from the Torres Strait Islands. I remember talking to him, and when he came down here, it was Des Hasler that just turned his life around. He gave him a different perspective on everything, the relationship that he built with him, the father-figure relationship that he built with him. Despite being a very odd and strange character, there's a lot of players, and, and you talk to a lot of these guys, and a few of them I've spoken to on the podcast and everything, how they talk about how Desi got the very best out of Indigenous players. You look at Benny Barney, the year that he won the Dalian M, who was his coach that year? Was, of course, Desi Hasler. Like, th- there is a bit of a history to this, and some coaches have it, some don't. Wayne Bennett has always had it for a very long time. Yeah, you look at a, at a lot of Indigenous and Polynesian players that do go and play for Wayne. The, I don't know what it is about that relationship or how Wayne deals with it or how he approaches it. You have to treat every player differently and the player of every background a little bit differently. And I think it's one thing that we underappreciate in Des Hasler's career is the way that he is able to... Um, familiarise himself and build really strong relationships with all different players because that's the reality of rugby league teams. You have so many cultures and different beliefs pushed into one spot and it's up to the coach to really make it all work. Your coach, your assistant coach, the entire franchise. But a lot of it comes down to what's, what what the coach does and how he is able to get the very, very best out of each individual player, which means he has to have a different relationship with each individual player depending on their personality, their background, their culture, their age. There's a lot of things that go into it and I think this is something about Des Hasler that has always been really underappreciated. Stevie Maddow, another guy who played his absolute best footy when he was playing under Des Hasler. There's there's a lot of guys that you can look back over time and, and you can you can see that there is a link between Des Hasler and a lot of Indigenous and Polynesian players playing their absolute best footy at the club. Now when I have a look at this current Manly side, look at the guys that, that are going really well under him. Olakawatu. Cola, all these guys that have obviously got this special relationship with Des that, you know what, they, they probably do think he's a little bit odd, he's a little bit strange at the way he does things. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But he has a positive impact on these guys. And I think it's something that we have really undervalued for a long time in Des Hazel's career. And and this isn't my opinion. This isn't my take. I'm, I'm telling you what other players have told me, what guys have told me, that when Michael Barney came down from the Torres Strait Island, he got a canoe to the mainland, essentially. He arrived down there at Manly, and it was Des Hazel that just brought him into the community and made him feel so special. And he said to me that all the other Indigenous players that he was very close with at the time, they all shared the same sort of relationship with Des Hazel. He's very good at what he does, Desi, and I think there's I think there's a lot of things that Des has has done and is and does for Manly that I think they'll start to realise how much they'll miss that stuff and how much they underappreciated that stuff once he's gone. I think Manly have made a big mistake here. I cannot make sense of it. It just 
I cannot even fathom how on earth they have landed in this spot and how on earth they've come to making this decision. A very disappointing day for you Manly Seagulls fans. I know a lot of you are hurting. I know Tom and Eddie obviously hurting and I'm sure, you know, as much as they are the comical sort of side of rugby league, they are Manly fans first and foremost. You can see how emotional it's made them. Every Manly fan I've spoken to is absolutely devastated. I actually haven't heard a single person come out and support the decision. A single person make a single argument that supports this decision. Incredibly disappointing. Um, A tough, tough day for all you Manly Seagulls fans. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.